Welcome to Stouts with My Spouse. I'm Carrie. And I'm Patrick. And this is Stouts with My Spouse. Let's get into it. Hey, 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 it's Friday night and we're ready to record. We've got our friend Ellen here. Hey, Ellen. Ellen is so graciously joining us. She uh, is a history PhD student at Indiana University, and we've been friends for a while, and I'm excited to sit down and talk with you. I'm sorry, my husband's here too, Patrick. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start with introducing our drinks, and then we'll kind of get into more of our topic. So Ellen, do you want to go first and say what's what you're having this evening? Yeah, um, I've never tried it before. It's from Upland Brewing Company here in Bloomington, and it's called a Dragonfly IPA. All right, all right. And Patrick? And um, the Instagram poll has spoken, had some controversy <laughs> on uh, which one it was going to be today, but uh, we're going with a barrel age dark star with real vanilla it's a uh, brewed out of uh the big lake brewing company in holland michigan have we been there before no mm. i enjoy holland michigan we do it's very mm. picturesque but it is a barrel aged breakfast stout made with coffee cocoa oats and vanilla bean so yeah mm. so we'll take first impressions and then we always at the end review and say you know, would you order this again? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, the picture you sent me of that can art, I'm really into it. So I'm a sucker for some good can art that kind of looks like mm-hmm. it could be painted on like an old school van. You know what I mean? I like that kind of can mm-hmm. art. It, it drew me to the, the can itself. I was like, oh yeah, like when, when do you see a purple can of beer? Right. Yeah. It makes sense. Not too often, you see that. What do you think, Patrick? I'll take a sip of yours. The very first... Uh... This is a very... It's very... Oh, it's very, like, coffee forward. Yeah. And, which was kind of surprising to me, because when yeah. I first cracked it open, it smelled very vanilla-y. So, I... Uh, the smell kind of threw me off for the taste. But it is it's the most coffee forward tasting beer I think I've ever tried. Yeah, it tastes like I'm drinking a cup of it like cold like I'm brew, drinking like a latte basically. Yeah, that's right up my alley. Actually, I would actually love to try that. Right now. Yeah. yeah. How's yours? First couple sips. It's it's good. It's um, it's really tart, which is interesting because they have a tart series. And this one is not part of it. Hmm. So I'm kind of confused, but I, I like it. It's definitely up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what's the tart series like if I think this is tart? <laughs> <laughs> so when Ellen, so Ellen and I have known each other for such a long time. Uh, my sister-in-law and your sister are like the best of friends. Mm-hmm. And Ellen and mm-hmm. I have connected more in a closer way recently, I would say within the past like six or seven. Time is so weird. I'd say within the past yeah. 10 years, I don't know. I don't really have a gauge on it, but I feel like after college is when I 
like you and I actually had like more of a chance to connect, you know, mm -hmm. I remember, um, talking to you before you moved to Philadelphia at the gym where I met Patrick and that's oh probably gosh, that's about, yeah, it's probably like around the same time actually mm -hmm. of like, wow. yeah. So isn't that, it's just kind of weird. Cause like, I feel like that conversation happened like maybe a year ago, but then you look and you see, Oh, you've are you graduated in Philadelphia and you're moving on to your graduate work here, like in Indiana. And it's just like, time's crazy. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I actually only barely remember that conversation in the gym, but now that you've mentioned it, I actually, cause I was right before I moved. Yeah. It's, it was. it's almost crazy how like, and then we started talking when I was in Philly and then, yeah, that's sorry. That just blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, that was almost like five or six years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Time is a crazy thing, but I'm glad that we've had a chance to connect more. And, um, when we were chatting, I think, okay, so normally we have like a super like lighthearted, not that we won't have lighthearted moments. I just thought like, if you were coming on the podcast, we would do something more in your wheelhouse, like research based, like, cause that's what I want to hear from you. That's what you're good at. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. when we were chatting, mm -hmm. we talked about the Myers-Briggs test. Patrick, have you ever been made to take the Myers-Briggs test? Briggs test, sorry. Uh, probably some Brig. form of it or something like that. But... Yeah. So what's your understanding of it? Patrick and I have not really talked about what we've talked about, Ellen. <laughs> I can't, what, so which one is that one? That's it's the... like the letters, there's four identifying letters that talks to you about your personality and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember doing some tests and the, there was like a lion or something. Okay, I know but that. probably not that then, so. Way off, I have Are no... you confused with zodiac signs? <laughs> I don't know. You're not a Leo, <laughs> FYI. I know. No, I, I remember taking some tests and it was basically there's four different things. What context were... was it? Was it work? Was it school? Literally, I've probably taken it three times. For work, school? Once was for a college class. Uh-huh. Um, I think taking it for... Uh, I think that we did it when I worked at the Y, possibly. As like, yeah. Just kind of like as an icebreaker thing. An icebreaker. Okay, yeah. great. So, so yes. I, we, did you have to take it in high school, Ellen? I did in, in Father Rose's class. Yes. Actually. I took it in high school and I like, yes, I think it did say some things about my personality, but I also... <laughs> I just remember I was so agitated by my environment in high school. So, like, I don't think you can unfilter that from the experience. And so I remember just being like, okay, well, this te this test shows that, like, less than 5% of the population has my personality. But I'm, like, I'm also, like, super annoyed and standoffish right now. So... I'm, I can't take that away. And then like later on, I've taken that test as a group icebreaker. And I think the intention is to like show, hey, we all communicate differently. And, 
here's how we can collaborate better. But it's just like, to me, how I've seen it play out is the people who have the quote unquote leadership personalities all are like high-fiving each other in the corner. And then the people who like Mm -hmm. have the analyst personalities are like, look at these assholes over there. And then don't say anything. You know what I mean? Like you can't take the test out of the context. And I just feel like, it's limiting because you're already in a power structure. And Mm -hmm. so when you were telling me about the history of how the test was developed, that kind of like I had an aha moment. So if you could share with us a little bit the history of how it was developed and then we could talk more about it. Yeah, sure. So I, um, it's funny you had mentioned that you wanted to talk about it on the podcast because, um, from time to time, people will talk about the history of it, and, you know, people will be shocked and appalled. Um, it's not a great history, um, and then that'll fall out of the consciousness, like the zeitgeist, and then it'll be brought back up. So um, a book came out in 2018, and it's called uh, The Personality Brokers, The Strange History of Myers-Briggs and the Birth of Personality Testing by Merv Emray. Sorry, I've been mispronouncing that name for the author. Um, and it's essentially uh, about how this this test was developed back in the 1920s um, by a woman named Myers. Uh, and uh, it started out essentially uh, from eugenics. I don't know how any, any way to put that <laughs> like yeah. bluntly. As eugenics passed, um, she was very convinced that... Uh, you know, IQ was like the way to uh, figure out how people um, would fit into society. Um, unfortunately, she even based the the test off of a very popular book at the time called, I think it was called the Eugenics Manifest. So it's, you know, there's no denying that it has that. Um, but she couldn't sell it as like a, once like eugenics fell out of favor, quote unquote, um, did she, it really? She sold it essentially. Sorry. No, yeah. I mean, sorry, like, that was not a great um, thing to say, but okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, of uh, so she she sold it as like this personality test, and it got sold uh, as like a, a way to figure out like for specifically for like um, you know like work environments for class classrooms, and uh, it's kind of like skirted the uh, like these discrimination laws unfortunately. So you can give this test and a lot of people do get this test, give this test. Like you said, like I was baffled that someone that like at the YMCA, you would take this and then that would be considered an icebreaker. (laughs) As if like, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy of a personality test. But um, yeah, so it's just like, it's kind of skirts these discrimination laws now. And uh, people can, you know, like, corporations can be like, okay, well, if you follow into like that 5% that you mentioned that like you can, like they'll maybe like use that against you down the line. Um, so it's just, yeah, that's unfor- the unfortunate history uh, of the Myers-Briggs. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess what was your impression when we had to take it in high school? How did you feel about it? Um, well, it's weird because I think I got, um, I think I got like an E for extroverted, but I don't, I don't remember my personal, uh, like what my, I don't know if a score or my four letters, but I do remember one of our classmates, um, getting really excited because he, 
he was in like the top, like the CEO oh, version. God. So he, I'm, I, yeah, right. And he was so excited, and he's like, I'm in like this, you know, elite class, and um, that's the impression I got stuck with. It was just like, oh, it reaffirmed his ego, right? But it didn't reaffirm mine. So, like, yeah. That's all I took away from it. Yeah, I felt the same way. And honestly, it led to another exercise that we had to do where it was like that we had a simulated marriage where you picked a career and you were paired randomly with somebody and you had to Google like the medium wage for your career. And then you had to your homework was to like buy a car and then bring it to class. And then you had to do a budget with your spouse. Right. Did you do that? Oh, my God. Um, I don't, I, you know. I'm sorry. I'm getting off the rails, but. No, no. It was Burgess. Did you have Burgess? I never had her. Was that junior year or senior year? Senior year. I didn't have her. I had Mrs. LaFear instead. Oh, Mrs. LaFear. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, bless, seriously, bless her heart. Um, (laughs) But, no, I remember. I don't know why I thought of this, too. Like, I think um, the person I was paired with chose a career that made, like, $22,000 a year, which is fine, whatever. But then this guy proceeded to buy a brand-new Cadillac, and I literally looked at him, because his parents are wealthy, right? And I literally looked at him, and this kid was in honors classes, like the whole jazz, right? I mean, Jay Hamilton, but I'll bleep it out. Um, <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, and, so many people. And um, I looked at him, and I go, um, did you ever think you shouldn't buy something that costs more than two years' worth of your salary? And he literally looked at me like, because, you know, like he had an ego about himself. Like I'm in honors classes. I, I didn't really do that sort of thing. I wasn't like known as this academic kid in high school. Hard, you know? hard same. Yeah. And like, um, and he was like, I had never considered that. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So I think it's exercises like these are trying to get us to think about, you know, life outside of school. I thought that was the intention. But like you said, I think it reaffirmed all of the um, people that like want to say, oh, I'm a leader. But it's like leaders look so different. And some of the best leaders are not outgoing people. And Patrick and I even talk about like, some of the best leaders aren't outgoing and some of like the stereotypical like sales personalities are not outgoing because guess what? It is helpful when someone is careful and listens to people and might not come off across strong. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So empathy, like empathy from leaders is the best. Yes. So I guess like thinking about this, can you still find value even though it was rooted in something so horrible? Um, It's kind of, well, it's interesting because I was reading when I was doing the research, like just some cursory research on it. Um, a lot of the uh, articles I read also were interviews with the author. And um, something uh, she said was that like, um, you know, there, it was, it helped her, like, even though like, 
even though we, we get one personality in or one personality, um, you know, four letters to to, to describe it, to describe yourself, like in that moment, she said it was helpful for her to like stick with that, try it again in a little bit and decide that like, you know, it it was helpful for her to like, for like self-reflection. Yeah. So, and also that like, it's always, it's funny because when one of the articles was like from 2015, when she had like written an article about it, um, before she published her book and she's like, Oh, it, you know, the only way it's going to go out of style is if another one comes and takes right. its place, which I think the Enneagram is doing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've taken Mm-mm. the Enneagram at all. It's something uh, that my sister Leah is super into and Mary as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, uh, but it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's like a, but the Enneagram, unlike the, the Myers-Briggs, which kind of just tells you how you would do in like a work environment or in like an environment where you're, being asked to do things like be a leader or be a follower or, you know, be creative. Um, the Enneagram actually like is supposed to be more self-reflective and like you, you're kind of all of them where the Myers-Briggs is like, you're only one of these and you can only be one of these and you'll never be anything else. And so I do to answer your question to about the roundabout way to answer your question is to an extent, like I, mm-hmm. I think day to day, like, Am I an E or an I? It depends on who's asking or who who I'm talking to. Right. Um, but I I do help it in the long run. It's helped me be self-reflective and also like cognizant of how I'm also treating other people mm-hmm. who, you know, <laughs> whom I might, based on my personality results, might not like jive with yeah. usually. But yeah, so in that case, I guess so. I And I, this is not all to say like, you know, don't do it. Don't take it. Right. Maybe don't give them money. There are free versions of it. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, if it's fun, just like the Enneagram, like, it can be a lot of fun to figure out, like, talking to people. Because, like, I was going to ask, like, how was the, when you guys did this for icebreakers, did it help? Like, did it help you connect with the group? What do you think? Um, though, I don't really know. Because I always feel like I just, for me... I always just kind of felt like, whatever, this is who I am, for the most part. Um, and I remember doing it in the icebreaker. It really wasn't an icebreaker. I already knew everyone. Um, so it, oh. wasn't, it wasn't so much of an icebreaker for me. I remember doing it in a college class where we had to, like, pair up with people that weren't. Like, we had to do, like, the if there was four or whatever, we had to be like, all right, you got one person on your team from this side one person on your team from the side to make, like, one total thing, uh, which is a little bit different. But every time I've ever done anything like this, I just instantly think of one of those Facebook quizzes where it was saying, like, which Avenger are you? And you go through and you do it, and you're just like, oh, I don't like that one. I'm going to go back and I'm going to change this one answer that I was kind of iffy on and see if that changes mm-hmm. the effect. And then, oh, yeah, it did. Okay, cool. So, like, every time I do any of those or I think of any of those, I'm like, all right, what's the one question that, like, tipped it in the direction? I... And was I really truthful about myself? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say what I... The best attempt at, like, something interesting was, like, okay, we're doing a problem, but the person who's extroverted has to count to five in their head before they respond to a question. 
And the person who's introverted has to make their best effort to say what comes to mind more often. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that is a good way to, like, kind of flip the script and make, you know what I mean, kind of make you critically mm-hmm. think about yourself. But I often feel like if you don't monitor those, the normal power dynamic of the more extroverted person kind of takes over you know what i mean and it's just like we're just you know but going (laughs) off of that i feel like it changes things because i know for me personally when i'm first introduced into a group i might say something super weird because i like to just make people uncomfortable sometimes but i'm also not gonna like interject myself all the time but then when i do get comfortable I do that all the time. Patrick, I think you need to clarify that you're not, like, harassing people. <laughs> I'm not harassing like, people. No, I just... I just, like, testing the waters, like, seeing, like, oh, do I actually like this person? Can they put up with me when we do get comfortable with one another? And then me, if someone's sarcastic with me, I mean, Ellen, you know I understand sarcasm, but I'm, like, mm-hmm. I back away from you immediately because I'm like I don't know if you are a complete monster of a human being or you're actually just being sarcastic with me and so let me step Mm -hmm. away and assess the situation and then I will move forward as I best see fit um and it's interesting that we are married and we love each other so much because I would say that I'm a very sarcastic person yeah, but Patrick honestly doesn't try it with me. I, I mean, I wish he would. You know what I mean? I have. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that wasn't your like your pickup line when you like met in the gym. Was it was your meeting more innocuous luck, than that? Well, luckily, here's what you, happened. Here luckily is what, we met when I was at work, so I was at my best. Okay, here. so um, I had just gotten a membership to the Y, because I was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can go. And um, I saw Patrick working, but he didn't have, like, any facial hair. And he does have a really young face. And I'm just, like, I'm not hitting on no 19-year-old. Like, <laughs> I got to suss the situation out, you know, because I'm not going to be some predator, you know. <laughs> and... Did you come in when I was your first time seeing me? Was I in a sling or anything? No, you no. weren't in a – Patrick – Anyways, so Audrey Spring, a girl we went to high school with, was working upstairs in the weight room. Patrick worked the front desk. And I said, Audrey, I've seen this guy around. I think he's cute. Just figure out how old he is. And then we ended up inviting him to the bar after um, lifting one day. And then when I was talking to him, at um we went to Grand River Brewery I was like you know you're really not full of shit I think I'm gonna marry you like you're wow you didn't say that to me I didn't in my head I was like you know like he's kind of annoying me because he's not really paying attention he's to me at points he was kind of nervous and watching the tv there was a Michigan State Mm -hmm. but then I ended up talking to him no there wasn't it was a Pistons game Oh. Anyways. Um, Same, another team that I've watched. So, anyways, um, I called my cousin after we met, and I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. I just have a feeling. And then we did. Wow. Oh, my God. That's actually, but like, you, like, I, such an intuition. I just, because, like, I just, honest to God, I just, 
I mean, I hate it when people try to be clever and charming with me because I'm like, I Mm. know that game. Like, I can turn it on on a Switch and, like, I had to be very performative for a good chunk of my life. And I know Mm -hmm. how it works. And I see right through it. You're not more clever than I am. Cut the shit and just be a person. And he had no Mm -hmm. shit, you know? Yeah. There was no... I I remember a couple things on that first date when we were watching basketball. You were like, oh, yeah, I'm super into sports. And I said I wasn't into video games. Both lies. Yeah, I'm not really that into sports. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And I could play video games for hours. Yeah. I don't know. I I just kind of did it. I wasn't. I really wasn't at the time. I don't know. I just kind of played sports my whole life. And now looking back, I'm like, I kind of did it because I just had to get some, like, aggression out. And, like... Mm -hmm. We were still young enough that we were just, like, when we watch college sports, we were like, oh, yeah, I know a guy that knows that guy. uh, Well, I don't know. I just think... I don't know. I just think I was in a very constrained environment at points in my Mm -hmm. life that there's elements that I really am grateful for, but, um, I was often like being looked at and like always Mm -hmm. being funneled through like the identity of my dad. And also another thing, part of that is like, whether people realize it when they're talking to me or not, as I grew up, they always wanted something from me in regards to my dad. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if they knew. They always wanted to, like, affirm their opinion, like, ha- know what my dad thought about any gossip ha- happening. They always wanted to know, does my dad talk about them? Does my dad like them? Is my dad getting them playing time? And these were questions that happened on a daily basis more than once. And so, oh, like... God. Honestly, that was just my experience. And then and then adults then play it out. It's like, well, what would your dad think of that? Like, okay, sorry, my shirt was untucked. Like, so, I'm sure my dad... Just shut your mouth. I'm talking. Um, anyways. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was obviously in the middle of a sentence. What do I you want? I was just going to say... Ellen so... gave me a look like I was verbally abusive, so I'm going to let you speak. No. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. I was just going to say... To kind of tie it back all into, like, our own personalities, when you have that, when they're saying, like, oh, what would your dad say, what would your dad say, it's taking away from your personality when you're like, I just did this test, this is my personality, why can't you see me for me? Well, I wasn't going there at all. What I was saying is when people, like, have that kind of eye on you constantly, and, uh, mm-hmm. and it's not just in school. It's like I go to sports practices and the coaches are saying the same things to me and other parents are saying the mm-hmm. same things to me and they all are watching me, watching me, watching me. Oh, you're the good kid, whatever. You're the coach's daughter. You're the good kid. You need to behave a certain way. You need to put in effort in sports and academics in a certain way or you're somehow like morally failing, which is like, so I often didn't try very hard at sports. Just to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you want me to condition for soccer? Oh, I see that. I raise you two Pringles cans, and I'll see you later. (laughs) And guess what? You can't cut me because you need me, and I'm going to 
I'm going to gain five pounds. What do you want from me? Um, mm-hmm. But no. So like, I just feel like I'm very in tune to that because I'm like, okay, what mm-hmm. what's happening here? Cause like, I don't know. It's just, you get, you get that kind of attention your whole life and you just kind of know that people want something from you. So like whenever I feel mm-hmm. like somebody's trying to be charming with me or like pull one over on me, I'm just like, you're not funny. You're not interesting. Get out of here. So I think that contributed, too, to my personality. But I kind of think, like, as I, like, reevaluate my life and kind of process some past events, I feel like my personality is so... And maybe this is why I have such a beef with it, is because I feel like I am so different than that. Like, I am really open to people and extroverted, and I love making connections, and I, it's just something that really drives me, but I just didn't want to do that where I was, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also, you were approached, I mean, like, I, I, like, first of all, that's so alarming that people, like, would use you as, like, a, a way to reaffirm themselves through your dad, and it also it's it also reminds me of like I've talked a lot about like uh, or with like Leah about like um, like small town mm-hmm. like families and dynamics and petty bullshit, and that's just like you know like because like the most important thing in the world to them was like your dad's approval, and that's in sorry he's a cat that's insane to me, mm-hmm. and also but also it's just like that you had to to deal with that for so long is. It, it makes sense that you would you would also need sincerity. That yeah. you cut through the shit of what whoever you're talking to and, and need something sincere. Like, I can yeah. fully appreciate that. Yeah, so. definitely. Thank you, Ellen. I wonder, I would yeah. hope with the internet that it's probably changed. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely mm-hmm. that generation that has, you know, seen the big switch. We grew up with no... <laughs> social media but I think maybe people's minds might be a little bit more expanded you know at yeah. this point well it's like it's, well it's like people people crave like often like I think there's like the death of the celebrity is this it's it's turning point where like people crave authenticity so much that celebrity culture does not provide so like even influencers who don't seem like sincere or don't seem like they like they're giving you who they really are like people reject that quite a bit like mm-hmm. even if like social media is like a, a sub facet of you or a front like yeah like I, I think I think you're right there is a, a freedom in that to an extent as well yeah I don't want to like say and the two the thing is too like I never have the intention of saying that I had this like horrible childhood and you know what I'm saying and I think people jump yeah. to that whenever you're because two things can be true you know mm-hmm. you can grow up in a very loving household with two parents and a brother that was pretty cool and and you could mm-hmm. still have these negative experiences but you can still be grateful for everything your parents did for you and all that jazz but I think mm-hmm. I think there is a lack of critical thinking when it comes to those sort of criticisms. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, you know, someone, oh, well, you know, 
but someone would always you know, could come back and say, well, at least you had two parents. So at least you had a brother. At least you had a house. Like, and it's just like, that's relative. Like, right. your experience is your experience. And I'm so. certainly not taking anything away from that. I think, like, being married <laughs> and having a child and being a homeowner, like, you sit back and you cut your parents a lot of slack because you're like, geez, yeah. this I always, is rough. I always think of it as you got the people that live <laughs> in... The, where it's like 100 degrees almost every day out of the year and then you got the people like us where it's like freezing up here all the time and we're all jealous of each other yeah because we got the one mm-hmm. people out there like super hot all the time and they're just like they just want to cool down they're just like i'd love to have some winter and we're like mm-hmm. winter sucks man you can take all the winter you want and then um i mean i don't want to because there's a lot of people suffering right now but down south right now in the texas area and other areas around there you get a little taste of it and you kind of understand well (laughs) but obviously they don't have the infrastructure for that so it's totally different but it's uh i mean to go full circle in that it's you know you got everyone has their own uh their own little things um, mm-hmm. I'm going to pivot from that because I have some, uh, I don't, cross from friends. I just, yeah, I don't really need to like get into how I feel about that. Um, but I was going to ask you, Ellen, Britney Spears mm-hmm. conservatorship, what's just off the hip? What's your thoughts on it? Ooh. Um, always free Britney. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like 100%. I've, and I've been on that. it's interesting that a lot of people didn't know about the conservatorship because wild you know right it's and it's been around for so long and i I mean i'm i won't like i won't lie i used to be on like a very active gossip forum and like that was something that came up a lot like like you know how how the like how the press treated her how her father treated her and it, it reminded me you know like other celebrities who are also like managed by their parents like it's it's never great no so and there's certain things that have came out like there's a restraining order against the dad and her ex-husband mm-hmm. like right. those types of things are so undeniable you know mm-hmm. but it just goes to show like they have done a very good job of masking it for so long you know it's it's really sad i i hope she can have some autonomy at the very least like professionals managing her own finances you know what i mean like patrick and i were like why is this like old drunk dude not drunk but like history of an alcoholic okay he's an alcoholic all the reports i've ever heard about him allegedly he never could hold down a job let alone like manage a like 60 million dollar estate you know so it's just Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and the fact that he is in control over your over her medical decisions but like she's paying everything for it to happen and so she gets these evaluations Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. all of them have an interest in her still being in there you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah (sighs) it's all tied up in it yikes yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Well, so I think we should do our final reviews. Do you want to go first, or should we? Um, no, you go ahead, and I'll, I'll let you know. I mean, yeah, go for it. So, Patrick, would you order this again? Um, so this, the when we did our first reviews, our first sips, I feel like in the past I've, I've known instantly that this is great or this is bad. This, at first... 
Um, I really was Big Ten question mark because the scent, I thought it was going to be totally different. Almost by the, uh, just reading the, the name, I thought it was going to be different because um, I didn't actually read what was in it until probably two minutes before I was actually going to drink it. And like Carrie said, it is very coffee forward. And mm -hmm. I would 100% get it again. Really? Because mm -hmm. Patrick hates cold wow. brew coffee. I, so that surprises unless me. It's a, unless it's like a frappuccino. Because I like like the little ite, like the, the slurpy type taste. But yeah, it, <laughs> it is. Um, and so I, I wouldn't drink it every day. I wouldn't. I don't think I would drink it while eating almost anything. Right, Other than maybe it's so like, strong. A donut? Yeah, like a donut. It would have to be a very light <laughs> breakfast thing. Like maybe just like a croissant with like some honey on it. Um, but uh, I would definitely get it again. Not all the time. And um, I don't know how strong it is. It's It's got a little kick to it. Uh, slowly. <laughs> but... Uh, I'm probably gonna we've got a four pack. Probably have another one later. All right. What do you think, Ellen? Um, I was when you had read your can and your first review, I was like, oh, I should have probably yeah, done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing it, the only thing it tells me is just the right amount of bite. Oh. Okay. There's no ingredients. It has nothing. So. <laughs> what do they do I'm down like, in Indiana? Like, okay. <laughs> right. The other one, the other one is filled to the brim with information. The other one, nothing. I was like, okay, it's purple. Maybe it'll taste like maybe like blueberries. Maybe like it has like a some. It's got to taste like something. No, it's it's just an IPA. But uh, it's the kind I would. It it reminds me of Philly so much. Um, like this is what you can get like at um, a typical Philly bar. That's not an insult either to like Bloomington. I'm very grateful for the reminiscence. Um, I would definitely, I think I would definitely get a full pack of this again. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think Philly is one of the coolest cities I've visited. I've, I've never been Absolutely. there, but I've always it, wanted it, it's to It's a vibe. To, I, like, I, really it really love, it's a vibe. I would really love to go to an Eagles game in, oh, against I'm the kind Lions of a, I'm kind and of be decked out that. in Lions gear <laughs> and just be like... And get, and just you'll be take, assaulted. Just take the beating. Yeah, just take really it. assaulted. Just take it. Oh my god. I I don't want to go to a an Eagles game. I have no desire. But I. I mean, like... I'm not going to go there while Jared Goff is our quarterback unless he can prove that he can play when it's like you know not 70 degrees out. But that's a conversation okay. for a different time. Okay. I. I just remember feeling like I liked. I just like the vibes. My brother lived there for a while, and I visited him a couple times, helped him move there, and I'm very appreciative that he lived there, because I wouldn't have ever thought to go to Philadelphia otherwise, you know? Right, which is crazy, because you would fit in, like, you fit in perfectly. Like, I could see you, you non-airy. Yeah, I totally get it. It's, it's per like, you know, I feel like we're on a similar vibing plane. So, yeah, like, Philly, Philly would be lucky to have you thank both you. of you really i mean my thank only you. experience with philadelphia is watching always sunny in philadelphia so i feel like i can't totally super it. no there's assholes filled to the brim with assholes but assholes with hearts of gold yeah i, I, I really want to go to philadelphia which is bar sincere now. exactly oh. bring it all it's, around yeah. 
It is. It's real. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would love to go to an Eagles game against the okay. Lions decked out in, in Lions gear. Can... All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't go with you. Maybe you can fish my brother out of New Mexico okay. and make that happen. So, your hubby, hubby's a gross word, but your husband is not here. <laughs> Um, but we usually end, uh, okay, wait, we do plugs of anything you want to plug, books, movies, whatever, but we also Mm -hmm. pair it with, like, gratitude for your partner, so do you want to, like, shout Danny out while you do your plugs? I can do, like, an example. Uh, Oh, you can do whatever you want, whatever thing you're grateful (laughs) for, maybe you could do that. So I'll say that I am grateful for you, Patrick, for, you know, you just really helped me get out of the driveway a couple times this week. And it was nice because it was very snowy. And I appreciate you, you for that. You want to know what my advice was? Carrie, put it in four-wheel drive. Well, we got a truck because we turned in both of our vehicles because we were like, we can't do another Michigan winter in these bumper cars we're driving, you know. And so, <laughs> so she tries to pull in our driveway with a whole like two feet of snow and uh, just oh rear wheel drive with like nothing in the back. I like, thought it was in four, in. Patrick. <laughs> just back it, it was perfect. It was perfect. You, you don't need me. to make fun of me. I I was making, I was well, expressing I gras- gratitude for you. So my my grateful for you is that uh, you will forgive me and my making fun of you right now. Okay. Question mark. That's fine. That's so weak. Usually it's kind of, like, honestly, Ellen, usually it's something kind of like a little below the surface. I mean, I was just throwing in there, that in there, just, okay. you know, okay. Hail Mary there for a quick second. And I would say, I, I'm going to plug right now Mariah Carey's audiobook. It's just like, the her comedic timing is so interesting in the way she uses words. I just... I love her music, and it's just artistry, so I plug that. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. In terms of Danny, um, who we have, we've, like, let's see, he's only been my spouse for seven months now, seven, eight months, um, but today and this week, he took me a lot of times to go get cheese. And I'm actually not supposed to be eating cheese. I am lactose intolerant. Alan! But he, I know, <laughs> I know. But he, he lets it slide. He looks away as I pile our cart with cheese. Um, but he's also been uh, very sweet. He's been going out and getting me coffee, even in the really terrible snow. And uh, he's just been all around uh, super supportive during my graduate school um, time. And he might be joining me in graduate school. So fingers crossed for him as terms in terms of um, plugging. um, Gosh, let's see. I was thinking uh, the uh, Haim sisters uh, new album uh, just came out and there's a, they just added like bonus songs. One of them is their song gasoline which features the remix is Taylor Swift. And I don't know, that might be a polarizing person to bring up, but uh, it's a it's a bop. Yeah, I'm so. sure it is. She's a bop maker, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I might have feelings about her hair choices and other things, <sighs> mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, I can't deny she's a bopper, 
you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Do I, do I, I just, like, as a curly-haired girl, mm-hmm. I just was very offended when she started rocking the straight so often. Do you, do you know why she did that, though? Why? Her, her curls fell out. Shut um, up, she, really? like Yeah, so they would actually, even in, like, her early, like, I think after debut, but, like, Fearless and Speak Now, they had to curl her hair every night because it actually, like, by the time she turned 15, it all went straight. Oh, I didn't know that. See, now I -hmm. I like her. Sympathy. So I'm going to ask my question again. Do I have anything to plug? Do you? Well, Patrick has been... Just beer in general. Patrick has been having... So gambling online... I, for sports betting mm-hmm. is legal in Michigan, and Patrick's been having a lot of mm-hmm. fun with it. We I've have been a very a hard time. You have not really, so cool it. You've won a lot. We have we agreed on a monthly budget, and mm-hmm. you know it's very meager of a budget. It's very conservative, but you're having fun with it. I'm having fun with it, but yeah. I'm on such a bad. T- I I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, I'm sorry. I was yeah. gonna ask what sports, but. All, yeah. of all of them. He seriously. Oh, all of them. He'll like pull up an obscure soccer game on I've a Saturday really morning, and we'll, on, like, and we'll just be like, "Okay, we're watching this. I we really want, want Napoli to win." Like, so betting on, like, <laughs> I, like okay, we missed. It wasn't legal until the Super Bowl, basically. So I wasn't able to bet on mm-hmm. any any football games. So that's when I know that my bread and butter, basically. I've been able to win some money on MMA, basketball. I've pretty much just lost constantly. But soccer, I've been, I follow this person on Twitter that's really, like, into soccer. And so I started to watch some Mm -hmm. of the soccer games that he was saying, like, oh, this one will be good. And so I was taking some of his advice. But obviously, the house always wins, and that's pretty much what's been happening. Because I keep trying to bet on basketball games, and I'm like, why did I do this? Because... I'll do everything right in the parlay, and then the team loses. I've got okay. all the, all okay. the players. And, yeah. Yep. yeah, it's rough, but that's why Bucks it's a very a small a monthly budget streak. again. I yes. did I did win pretty heavily at the beginning, so my so yeah. so it's okay, it's okay. Just stick to your budget. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. All right, we end with a love you goodbye, and then we'll do a proper goodbye to Ellen after we're recording. So, love you goodbye. Love you goodbye. We can edit the thing. Just say... The the mouse was not picking up. Hey, everybody. We post new episodes of our podcast, South With My Spouse, every Saturday morning. Available on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Spotify. Follow Stouts with My Spouse on Instagram and like our Facebook page. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Until next week.